Well, welcome to episode nine. This is going to be my favorite episode that we've ever done. (laughs) Yeah, me too, I think. Yes. So today we're going to be talking about our number one girl, (laughs) our our idol, our role model. um, Taylor Allison Swift. (laughs) <laughs> the the person whose whose ground I kiss as they walk. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Now I sound psychotic. No. Um. Yes, but T T Swizzle, as some may call her. Um. But yeah, this is for anyone that knows us personally. Like, we're very big Swifties, so we've always wanted to do a Taylor podcast, and today's the day. It's time. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I mean, Hannah, do you want to go first and tell us a little bit about like how you went from a casual listener to a Swifty? Yeah. Um. So I guess like when did her first album come out? We were were we in middle school? Oh my god! Oh god! Not <laughs> not not the years again. <laughs> you know well, what no, I'm, I'm just trying to say like when yeah. whenever that I think we were in like. I don't know. We were in middle school. Yeah. Eighth, ninth grades, something sometime around there. Something like um, that. <laughs> but so I wasn't like super into her when she first came out. Um like I don't even I honestly don't remember any songs from her first album being like singles. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you weren't a country fan, you probably <clears throat> wouldn't like that's a good point. Yeah, because I feel like Fearless is when, like, it started to become more like it would transition onto pop radio, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny, though, because I do remember, like, girls that I was friends with back then singing um, Stay Beautiful. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that, yes. that was definitely not a single. No, but that, that did have, like, a good, like, I don't know, fan following, or I feel like mm-hmm. people vibed with that. Yeah. Um, But then, so, I would say from, like, Fearless to Red, I was, you know, just, like, a casual fan, I guess. Like, I liked her. I liked her songs that were on the radio. Right. But that was about it. Like, I didn't really... um, You didn't give it a second thought. I didn't pursue any (laughs) not-on-the-radio songs. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, you know, I really liked her singles from, um, you know, Speak Now and Red. And then I remember when we were in college, we were seniors in college when 1989 came out. Yeah. Yep. And I just feel like everyone was buying that CD and I was like, well, you know, (laughs) I've, I've liked her as, you know, a casual fan for a while maybe maybe i should buy it you know yeah that's what all the cool kids did so that was her first album that like i bought and listened to in its entirety it was 1989 even though that's you know one of the well now it's one of the middle albums but you know there were a lot before that that i hadn't um listened to so that was great and then and then we we did choreograph a dance Together. yeah <laughs> so we were in our colleges like dance dance team dance club uh so we 
<laughs> we did a duet together senior year. It was like wildest dreams, but we also incorporated I Knew You Were Trouble. <laughs> Just to mix it up a little bit. Why oh, not? So fun. <laughs> I was surprised more people didn't do any of her stuff. Uh, somebody did Wonderland, which was fun. Yeah, I feel like that was... But I think that was it. Was that it? I feel like there had to have been another. Maybe not. Yeah, that is kind of interesting. I never thought about that. Um, but so then... When when Reputation came out, I'll just speak from my perspective. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so Melanie had a lot of copies of that CD... (laughs) <laughs> so many. So she gave me one for free. And I think that was when like I don't know, obviously I really liked 1989, but rep I just I have such vivid memories of listening to <laughs> Reputation and like I was working at a specific place um at the time and I would just drive there and listen to rap every day. <laughs> This is, like, bringing me such, like, visceral joy. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Like, hearing you talk about it. So, and that album for me was just so, like, uh, I, because I enjoyed her earlier stuff, but rap is obviously, like, bad bitch energy. Hell yeah. So, I don't know, I really... I really connected with that one. And I was like, this is the Taylor that I've been waiting for. This is like badass, like sexy Taylor. Oh, thick, thick Taylor. We love it. We love to see yes. it. Yes. So that was that. And then um, I think that's that's when my transformation was complete. She went from a caterpillar uh, to a butterfly, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. Um, and then actually, Melanie and I were together when the lover album was released oh my god we were in new orleans together um so i think just the song lover was already out at that point um just like the lyric video for that made me cry but then i remember we were together watching the actual music video when that came out and i was like oh fuck (laughs) Uh, we were were a little Uh, emotional We also um, went to rep tour together too. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> we did that in the rain. Yeah, that was special. Um that was her only concert that I've been to. Obviously not including Jingle Ball, because that was, you know, just like a special thing. Um, but yeah, we went to see her reputation tour in what was, where was that? MetLife. MetLife, yeah, like uh I guess that's like North Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was pouring rain. We had these plastic ponchos. <laughs> we were wearing costumes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so for those of you, costumes? I mean, yours was a lot more comfortable than mine. So <laughs> for those who don't know, there's a line in one of her songs where she says, I once was poison ivy, but now I'm your daisy, meaning like daisy from the great Gatsby. So Melanie was dressed like poison ivy, like, you know. <laughs> fairly normal outfit i would say i was wearing a fucking flapper dress (laughs) which is so funny because i ended up wearing a flapper dress to like one of the nights in philly um i don't know if you you remember that but like it was not it was not comfortable so i feel your pain Mm -hmm. well mine was like tight and i was wearing a poncho in the rain over it and it was stuck to my body but, this is um, like the crazy shit that we only do for Taylor, I feel mm-hmm. like. Like nobody else. 
But um, going back to Lover, so yeah, we were in New Orleans together when that came out. And we stayed up like, I guess it was, <laughs> well, we were, were we in like central time zone? I don't know. We stayed up yeah. late. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Central. Um, so Holly was with us and she was like, she's, I think she stayed awake for like one or two songs and was like, okay, good night. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> Oh man, that was that was something. And then, I feel um, like we prepared her a little bit too because we were like we um, kept talking about it. <laughs> like we know you're not a Swifty, but like yeah. you need to like respect this. <laughs> uh, um. So then, yeah, and I think we mentioned in an earlier podcast that we were supposed to go to Loverfest. Uh, I mean, that was supposed to be summer of 2020. Oh. Pandemic happened, <laughs> got canceled. Um, but then we got two new beautiful albums during beautiful. the pandemic wow <laughs> sister albums um so yeah uh i think that that brings my my journey it is up to the present i mean it is interesting to think about that because you're like, like just when you were talking like just me listening to talk about like you know like 1989 being like a middle album and i'm like that's so weird because mm-hmm. it still feels so recent you know but then you think about all the stuff that's like you know come out after that and then what you just said about about with covid and the pandemic and stuff and how like had that not happened like we would have probably never have gotten like folklore and evermore and it's just I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird to think about that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, Loverfest is kind of just like this like dream. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's sad. We had such it good tickets. Sad. We were yeah. we were gonna go up to Boston. We were so excited and yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a bummer, but um, you know, it happens for a reason, I guess. And I'm still yeah. kind of holding out hope for like a greatest hits tour. Something. That's like my dream because I feel like at this point, like Homegirl got so many bangers. It's like banger after banger. Like, yeah, I I don't see her ever touring folklore or evermore because it's just not. It, it doesn't feel like They're a tour. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not not to say like I would actually love a strictly acoustic like tour. Yeah. Like, I feel like that would be beautiful and like kind of go back to more of like her roots a little bit. Mm-hmm. But could you imagine a greatest like hits tour? That would where be so fun. It's just, I don't know, it's just a giant, like, party of, like, Taylor Swift songs. <laughs> I, would, I would live for that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, at this point, like, obviously concerts are back. Right. Yeah. So, I feel like she has to be thinking about it. I mean, definitely. Also, like, anytime Taylor has toured, at least, like, in recent you know, a few tours. Um, they're stadium tours, so like it's outside. Right. So as far as like COVID stuff goes, like that's better than like an arena. And but I think at this point, just from what I know about like the booking schedule and stuff, like because you have to work around football for stadium tours. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, at this point, I, I would hope for twenty twenty three. Like I would hope yeah. that you're planning something for 2023 because certainly it's not going to be like Mm -hmm. before then it's not going to be before summer of 2023 so but but she's obviously also busy she's with the (laughs) re-record yeah she's a busy lady and i mean i feel like it is 
I do feel like it's so much pressure to put on somebody of like I don't know see I feel like I view Taylor so differently than other artists like other artists I just think it's like they're singers to me and I'm like I want to go on tour I want you to go on tour I want to see you but for me I'm like I want Taylor to take care of herself. How's her mental health? Is she eating? Is she baking cookies? Like, I'm always worried about her. (laughs) Which sounds funny because she's she's really just a stranger. But, you know, I mean, it is. It's like, it's so intense to plan like a world tour. And I mean, you watched Miss Americana where she like kind of talked about that a little bit about the stress of like planning her life like three years in advance. Yeah. And I'm like, that's crazy. I can't imagine the stress, you know? Mm hmm. Like, I already thought my life was stressful, but I'm not Taylor Swift, so. <laughs> More stressful um. for her than for me. Um, but, yeah, so I guess I should tell my tale. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try to keep it brief because, you know, I can give a short version and a long, a long version. But I feel like this has been a long time coming because now when people that I meet ask me, like, tell me the story, I'll just be like, listen to this podcast. <laughs> And then I don't have to say it again. Good but, idea. Because um, I don't want to annoy people. But yeah, so my Taylor story, I guess, like it all started on a rainy day. No. <laughs> um, um, I mean, but wait, I was going to say that's not your pop socket on your phone anymore, is it? My pop socket. Oh, no, it's not. It's okay. not. Because <laughs> I, like, I, no. like, I feel like that was how a lot of people that you like met at work or whatever. <laughs> yeah would find yeah. out <laughs> my brother just asked me that recently because he noticed and I'm like no mm-hmm. I haven't had that in a while like <laughs> I just have I have a floral design right now it's yeah. just very very basic <laughs> um like a normal person <laughs> like, like a normal human being no but yeah so I guess just to preface this like I'm not going to go into a whole long thing but I don't know if I've ever even talked to you about this, but I, at one point in my life, believe it or not, I am scared to even say this publicly. I did not like Taylor Swift. Yeah, and, you, you've mentioned that to okay, me. Okay, <laughs> I have, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know at what point it was sort of like, yeah, I was never a country fan. I think that was kind of part of it. I always just kind of was like, ugh, I don't like that country stuff. Mm-hmm. And then definitely Fearless, I mean, Love Story, like, definitely became more of a fan. But then I feel like, I don't know, I guess like partly fearless, partly speak now. Speak now, I definitely became like full-blown Swifty because I went mm-hmm. to the tour. <laughs> so I was definitely like pretty, pretty Swifty-fied at that point. But I remember making like music videos with my friends in high school. Um, I remember making one to like Forever and Always and just being like really dramatic and like pretending that I like was heartbroken about a man that like didn't exist. And, like <laughs> You know. Wait, I'm sorry. I just can I interrupt for one second? Yeah, I forgot to mention that. So yeah, 1989 was the first album that I bought in its entirety. But then after Reputation, I went back and bought. Oh yeah, <laughs> the first four albums because I had you never listened hooked. to them before, um, except for the songs on the radio. So. That's all now. Now you know. That's when I so in between rep and lovers when I listen to all of her older stuff. And... You did it. You did a deep dive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's the other thing too is like with Taylor songs. I just always think about like very specific times in my life, and mm-hmm. I think that's like what makes it so special because I can think about like you know like making a music video pretending it was like raining in the bedroom <laughs> to forever and always like so. 
I definitely became like a fan, but then I, I think I became a Swifty like speak now time. So, and I, I like, I feel weird saying that because everyone's like, oh, you haven't been a fan since the beginning, but I don't think that matters because I think I don't like think so. people find their way to her eventually <laughs> in their own way. But um, yeah, so I mean, I've, I've always been since that point forward, like a very, very, very big fan. And I guess during like 1989, she... You know, we know she did secret sessions as people might be more, you know, of a fan that others are aware of, which basically is like when she has people over her house to preview the album. So she did that for 1989. And then at that point, like she was really engaged with her fans, which Taylor's always been engaged with her fans. Like she used to have a MySpace where she would talk to people and like blogs and stuff and just different ways to connect. But like Tumblr became like her main way of connecting with people and so of course like naturally like most Swifties did during 1989 I made a Tumblr account and I would just repost things like I I had like maybe I don't even know like 100 people 200 people that would like follow me on there like not a lot of people I was very small blog and like no one really you know gave a shit what I had to say I just was like I love Taylor here's a couple like random song lyrics I like and you know like stupid (laughs) stuff like that and I never thought anyone was ever going to see anything I posted. And then mm-hmm. um, one night I went to <laughs> Applebee's to get Dollaritas, like, <laughs> like I do. And I came home and I saw like a message in my inbox from Taylor Nation, which is like Taylor's, you know, like management kind of like fan club, whatever you want to call it, um, asking for like all of my information. Um, and also, sorry, I should give a timeline. This was like in oh god when was this october i guess of 2017 like early october asking for all my information and like my phone number and like so basically had i not known about like the 1989 secret sessions i think i would have thought that this was like a scam i would have been like what the hell is this like Mm -hmm. this is like a fake and i reread that message it was 11 30 at night like i don't even know how many times and i was like this can't be real Like, this can't be the right account. This cannot be real. And then I remember kind of just, like, forgetting about it. And I literally went to sleep. And I was like, okay. And I wake up in the morning. And I thought I was dreaming it. And I, like, kept rereading the message. And I was like, no, this. I think this is, like, real. I think this is happening. So I I woke my mom up. Like, I was waiting for my mom to wake up. She was sleeping. And I woke her up. And I was like, I I need to talk to you, like, immediately. And I tell her. And she's like, no, you're going to get trafficked. Like, (laughs) someone's going to, like you know try to kidnap you off the internet I'm like I don't know and I'm like no you have to like understand like this is like I think this is legit so I give all my information like nothing crazy but like my number whatever and I don't even remember I guess they I kind of just I think was like sitting around waiting for a call I don't even think they ever confirmed and then two days later I got a phone call from like New York and it was someone from her management being like can you come to Rhode Island like 10 days from the time I talked on the phone and you can't tell anybody and you can bring one guest, which I chose my mom because I wasn't going to be able to choose friends and my sister wanted to go and she couldn't. And like my mom was good for like moral support and stuff. And so I gave all that information and I had just started a new job and I had no idea how I was going to like take off of work to be able to, you know, just drive up to Rhode Island and, I mean, at this point, I had no idea that this was a secret session. Like, that, not once was that ever said to me. So at this point, like, it's like a secret, like, 
I don't know, unspoken thing that I was supposed to just like know that that was why I was taking off of work and going to Rhode Island, like, which is ridiculous in hindsight. (laughs) I know, like, when I think about it, I was like, was I okay? Like, (laughs) why was I like, okay with this? Yeah, don't ask questions, just come to Rhode Island. (laughs) Like, literally. um, And like, and they asked you like, oh, like, are you like a big Taylor fan or something? And like, so and I was like, yes, like very big. And, um, and I remember kind of like trying to be like really like calm on the phone. But like when I hung up, my mom was like listening through the door. And when I hung up, I was like screaming and she was like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm not even alive right now. <laughs> and so I, I ended up managing to get off of, of work, which I was lucky because people would be like, people would say to me like, well, what if you couldn't get off of work? I'm like, I would have quit my job. <laughs> I literally would have quit my job. Uh... Like it's a once in a lifetime thing. I just, there's more important things than work. <laughs> um, so anyway, fast forward like 10 days later and I was super sick, which was the oh, downside yeah. to the story is I, I really thought I wasn't going to be able to go. My mom was like, you need to, you know, you need to like buck up and like you're, you're going Um, And of course, nowadays, I feel like they'd be like, take a COVID test. You can't go, mm-hmm. you know, be so different now the world we live in. But I don't know. I think I had like strep throat, like looking back on it probably, but so we, we drive up to Rhode Island, we stay in this hotel, like on the border, like in Connecticut. And I don't know, Rhode Island is just gorgeous. And I I had been there with you and Holly, like a few <laughs> months prior, like that August. Mm-hmm. And I made you guys. <laughs> we you, pulled over. If you recall. The, the road. <laughs> yes. We sat in the car. <laughs> while you walked the perimeter of Taylor's house. <laughs> it sounds so creepy. <laughs> I swear it's not but yes I did that <laughs> um little did you know little did I know and I remember saying to you guys I was like well like I'm never gonna be back here again mm-hmm. I want my picture <laughs> uh, you know on the beach of you know her Rhode Island house that you see in like the magazines and little did I know I'd be in there like <laughs> a few months later I just remember sitting in the car <laughs> waiting for you and you sent us a snap of like your feet like on the beach and I was like where the fuck did you go because it's it is kind of like hidden so like you don't even realize and I'm just like it's like a secret path that I mean it's a public beach it's Mm -hmm. not like trespassing I I just want to make clear I'm not trespassing property (laughs) it's a public beach but Mm -hmm. yeah it is kind of like you're like you're like where is she she just (laughs) wandered onto the beach somewhere um which it's funny because then when I went back to Rhode Island with my brother I made him do the same thing oh god (laughs) I went back again for a third time. Um, I just, I do, I love Rhode Island so much in general. But anyway, so we we drive up there, we stay the night. And again, at this point, like just my family knew I left like an emergency contact number with my dad. I don't even think I told my sister until like a few days after I knew what was happening. Like I was really secretive about it. I didn't tell a single friend because I was terrified that like, they were going to take that opportunity away from me because it was, you know, it was so secretive. And so I, I remember being in the hotel and seeing a bunch of other like young girls that looked like they were probably there for the same thing. But like nobody said anything. And like there were some girls in like Taylor merch. Like I knew that we were all there for the same <laughs> reason, but we kind of just gave this like weird eye nod like, hey, you, you also <laughs> go into that same <laughs> the same place as me like it was so weird um and I was just so sick I I was just not myself at all like and I tried to be so excited obviously but I do feel like my experience you know not that I'm not grateful but like I just 
was not myself. Like, mm-hmm. I was so sick. I, like, could barely swallow. You looked so, good. Like, I probably wouldn't have known. You would not have known how <laughs> Thank you for saying that. But it felt like I was swallowing knives. Mm. So, um, so that morning, we, you, if we went shopping at, like, a TJ Maxx, I think. And it was, like, the nicest TJ Maxx I've ever been in in my life. Not relevant to Taylor, but just, you know. <laughs> and we get there, and... You, you meet at like a secret meeting spot and you check in and they make you sign like an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement saying that you're not going to say anything. You have to basically surrender all of your belongings. And I mean, all of your belongings. Like I couldn't have tissues on me. Um, my phone, like my mom's car keys, like literally unless, unless it was like medications, like everything. And then they start busing all of these people like, you know, the the fans and their plus ones basically it was 50 fans and their plus ones like 100 people they started busting us down in these like white vans which were super sketch super sus um and at that point like i heard one of the drivers be like don't worry her house is just down the road and like at this point like i know but like i still feel like i'm having like this out of body yeah this is bizarre (laughs) (laughs) where i'm like i don't think this is really happening and then once we, like, pulled in the driveway, and I mean, like, again, thinking back to when you and I, like, drove by, I knew what it looked like. But the gates, I remember having this, like, vivid memory. My mom will tell you this, too, of the gates opening and, like, us going into the driveway and me feeling like I cannot believe this is happening right <laughs> now. Like, it was just truly, like, unreal. Like, the the closest thing to an out-of-body experience I've ever had in my mm-hmm. life. I can't imagine. So we go in there and there's like cameras, like people are like filming as we're like, I mean, not like paparazzi, but like people like that were filming for like her people, obviously, like filming us as we get out of the of the vans and there's security like checkpoints. So we obviously went through security when we first got to the meeting spot, but then we're in her garage, like going through security again, like they're wanding us, they're giving us wristbands, which I now have in like I have it framed now my wristband (laughs) that they gave me and at that point for the first time since like the 10 days prior they said welcome to the reputation secret sessions and I was like oh my god (laughs) I was like this is not happening um and yeah I mean like her garage was so normal she had like some kayaks in there and some cases of water and like you know normal people things <laughs> but i mean so was it like public knowledge at that point that her next album was called reputation or was that like the first time um no that so up until this point look what you made me do and like the music video were out uh, okay um, right that's right and i think at this point ready for it was out but she actually ended up showing us part of the unfinished music video when I was there. So the music okay. video was not out yet. But yeah, I think at this point, Look What You Made Me Do and Ready For It were like the only songs that were out. Oh, okay. Um, and I guess the reputation like cover and everything, I think at that point, like was a known thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I didn't, I think even in the back of my mind, I wasn't sure if it was a secret session until London happened because the London sessions happened before Rhode Island um Rhode Island were the first like U.S. ones and then it was like Nashville or LA and uh, yeah but but when London happened I was like oh this is like legit happening and that was really the first time that if you recall like that she had any kind of like press because Mm -hmm. 
as we know, prior reputation with everything with Kanye and stuff, like she wasn't doing interviews. She wasn't doing anything like people had not seen her like she was basically living under a rock mm-hmm. making making music and so that's part of what I think made reputation and obviously the secret session so special to me was like I had no idea what was going on in her life like I didn't know if she was okay like, after all the Kanye stuff like I just I just wanted to know like is she making music what's she doing and stuff and so like reputation was just so special to me and so yeah, so we get there, we go up the stairs, and her whole house is very, like, beachy. Like, it's like, just a very beachy, but, like, very cozy, not, like, pretentious-looking house. Like, it looks like a beach house, like a regular beach house. Um, and she's got candles, and, like, it smells so good in there. And there's, like, food, like, kind of hors d'oeuvres. There was Chick-fil-A, there was Westerly pizza, like, you know, veggies, fruit. I don't even know what else. Like, a ton of stuff that you could eat. And pretty much the whole first floor of her house was, like, available for us to roam around. Um, and there's obviously security and stuff, but it was very open. Um, we could walk out on the deck and stuff, and, like, you could see the ocean. And I think at one point my mom goes to the bathroom, and I walk out on the deck, and I see her dad, Scott, just, like, standing on the deck giving people guitar picks. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like oh my god it's Scott he's giving out his like infamous guitar picks because he's like known for that and I go out there and I start talking to him and my mom like I see my mom and I'm like I'm like motioning to her like get out here like get out here now um and then my mom and Scott get into like a very long conversation about like I don't know they both like went to the same school at one point and they were talking about like they were talking about the carpets in the (laughs) house and my mom was like where'd you get your carpets from like what kind of carpets are these and it was just the most like weird mundane conversation (laughs) which made it weirder because I'm like my mom is just like very casually talking to Scott Swift right now (laughs) and um yeah and then at one point during the conversation like he kind of like got I don't know he kind of got like weird like he was looking out at the ocean and he kept saying he thought he saw like long lens paparazzi because I guess that that's like a common occurrence there is like that people will be on these boats and like they'll have these Mm -hmm. long lenses and they try to get like, you know, shots of things. So anyway, so we're walking around and then Andrea, you know, Taylor's mom comes down at one point and everyone's like freaking out because everyone loves her and she's so nice. She looks so much like Taylor looks so much like her mom. And um, and then at one point, like my mom goes over like to Andrea and says like I have to just commend you on like what an amazing daughter you raised and Andrea's like I could say the same about you and they're like (laughs) holding hands and something and I'm literally like what what I'm pardon my French I'm like well what the fuck is happening (laughs) like literally like it was just so I can't explain it. It was just so weird. And I'm standing there, like, probably with strep throat, just like, (laughs) (laughs) this is normal. Um, And, yeah, so anyway, so basically, then they usher us into a room where you are going to, like, preview all of Reputation. And, like, Secret Session basically is, like, Taylor will sit there and she'll play every single song and she'll explain every song, like, the meaning behind it and stuff like that like and again this is like three weeks before rep came out so um that you know that's kind of like the whole premise of it so we're waiting the anticipation is building um at this point i've like peed five times because my throat (laughs) hurt me so bad 
my throat hurt me so bad that I chugged like eight bottles of water, which I never drink that much water. And so, of course, I'm peeing mm-hmm. the whole time, which was terrible. Um, and all of a sudden we hear footsteps on the ceiling, like kind of like high heels, like coming down. Um, oh, and Austin, her brother at this point, like walked in the room at one point. I'm like, oh, where'd you come from? <laughs> and so we hear our footsteps coming down and every time someone else would walk through the room we're like is that taylor no is that taylor no and then finally it's it's on the video on youtube like from the reputation mm-hmm. sessions but you can see her walk through the door like that moment it's like a gif now mm-hmm. and, which thank god that's like because that's ingrained in my mind but now i can actually like see it and she walks in the door and there's like the reactions are like gasps like immediate crying like screams like <laughs> immediate it was, just a, wide... <laughs> it was uh, like a wide array of emotions yeah um, i wonder what i would have done and i think he, if you zoom in on one picture from the video because there's not a lot of like other pictures of me there besides obviously the one i took yeah it's see like my the mouth front, open the front half of your face <laughs> Yeah, you can like <laughs> see that my mouth is definitely open, mm-hmm. uh, like in like in in awe. <laughs> um, and then of course in like classic Taylor, you know, I don't know form which she does at concerts. She's like, "Hi, I'm Taylor." I know. And, I like, feel like I just up. saw a meme the other day about how she always like introduces herself, like people don't know who she is. Yeah, like at the graduation speech mm-hmm. recently, she's like, "Hi, I'm Taylor." And I'm like, or like I- when she, at the at um at the rep tour when she like introduced all the dancers and then she's like, and I'm Taylor. <laughs> yeah, I think that was like going gorgeous. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's so cute, but so I don't know. I think I think part of the thing with secret session too is like initially you're freaking out because people are like, how are you like okay like in your picture? But I think part of it is like part of it is like you literally feel like this isn't real. Like you feel like you're just like walking through the motions of life. Mm-hmm. But I think part of it is that by the time you listen to the whole album, you're literally like sitting there talking with her about stuff. And you and I felt like she was my friend, which sounds so stupid. But like <laughs> I felt like it really was like I was like so captivated by listening to her talk. Like you would just sit there and and like it was very like people would be shouting things out. Like it was very just like interactive, like whatever. And then by the time you actually meet her, I was in her house for, what, six or seven hours, I think, wow. total? Six and a half, maybe. So by the time you meet her, I'm like, okay, well, now it's not It's not that it's worn off, because trust me, mm-hmm. the thrill did not wear off at all. But I think... I'm surprised you, nobody fainted. <laughs> yeah. I think it just, you become calmer to the point where, like, you're kind of able to talk to her, even though I still feel like I was so anxious and, like... Again, mm-hmm. I was so sick I could barely speak in general, let alone like speak to Taylor Swift. But I think that's part of the reason why she does it like that is it's like you kind of like are like okay, like now it's like it's just Taylor. Now I can just like have a conversation. <laughs> um, and so yeah, I'm not gonna get into the whole like album listening thing, but that part was cool to hear her talk about stuff. She showed us like part of the Ready for It music video that wasn't finished yet. Um, we got to see like the rep magazines, which I now like still mm-hmm. have before they came out like at Target. And then um, after all, like, the listening session and stuff, um, she was like, okay, well, like, you guys can, like, you know, have a bathroom break or whatever. Oh, and also, I'll just say real quick, during um, during the actual session, I had to go to the bathroom, which is why I mentioned that earlier, because I thought I could hold it. And I'm like, I, I have to hold it. Like, I can't interrupt this. Like, this is literally, like, Taylor's playing songs for me. Like... <laughs> I can't stand up and pee. And 
I could not hold it. And so I literally like was like, my mom's like, no, you can't get up. Like everyone's going to look at you. And Did I'm like, other no. people go to the bathroom? No, it was. <laughs> and I remember being like, it was to the point where like my bladder, like it, I was in pain and I was like, no, yeah, I, I'm, I'm I sure she understood. <laughs> I'm like, it's a human experience. You know, we, we share that experience. <laughs> So my mom was like, fine, like, just go. So but I had a motion to, like, security because I didn't want to just, like, stand up. So and I didn't want to miss any new song. So I purposely waited right. during Look What You Made Me Do because obviously I knew that song at that point. And I was like, now feels like a good time to get up. So I stand up and I'm, like, gesturing to security and I'm like, I have to go to the bathroom. So they, like, you know, flag me down. They're like, okay, yeah, come. And Taylor looks at me and, like, everyone in the room looks at me and I'm like, sorry, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm like so embarrassed and I go to the bathroom and I'm sitting on the toilet and I look up and I see a picture frame and it's her and Ed Sheeran like framed in the bathroom and the bathroom smells so good and through the door because it's like right through the living room through the door I can hear Taylor like I can hear them singing look what you made me do like they were singing along to it and they screamed like because she's dead and I could like hear it through the wall and I was just having this weird moment of, like, I'm sitting on Taylor Swift's <laughs> toilet. Like, I'm looking at this picture of her and Ed Sheeran. I can hear her through the wall, like, singing. And I'm like, this is weird. Like, this is just mm-hmm. a weird time. Um, and so, yes, anyway, and then I go back. And I'm like, oh, I feel so much better. I peed. And then after the session, we get ushered into another room, like, further down. This is still the first floor. And there's a living room with a piano and, like, a whole camera crew. That like came out of nowhere. I was like, where did this camera crew come from? Have you just been in here this whole time? <laughs> and there's people that start appearing and they're fixing up her makeup and they're touching up her red lipstick, all this stuff. And she's like, so I thought I have like a little surprise for you. Like we're going to film a music video like in the next room. And everyone's like, what? And so we go over there and they're, they're placing people like purposefully, like for, you know, for the purposes of like a production and she ended up playing like New Year's Day, and that's the video that you see on YouTube of like that's that was our session of like filming New Year's Day with all the candles and everything and the piano. And I had a great view of Taylor. Like I I was sitting right there. I had like an unobstructed view of just watching her play piano. The problem is, is I was basically next to the cameraman on the track. Mm-hmm. And so I am not in that music video. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that because I was just so excited to like see Taylor. Yeah. I wasn't like paying attention where the camera was. So to this day, I'm like, yeah, I'm not in that music video, <laughs> but I swear to God, I was there. Mm-hmm. I was there for it. Um, and then probably the most memorable part was that she, she sang all too well, like right in front of me on the piano. Mm. And I remember feeling like my throat was on fire, but I was like, <laughs> You better believe I'm going to scream this out loud at the top of my lungs, regardless of how bad my throat hurts, um, which I did. And then after that, we all lined up to meet her. And I mean, that experience was, I don't know. I mean, I I remember being like, I have no idea what I look like because it's been six hours at this point. I'm like trying (laughs) to fix my hair in the mirror. And she's got Spotify playing like as we waited and. They just kind of called people and like we just kind of were on the couch. Her dad was like bringing us bottles of water because we were just like <laughs> tired and thirsty and we were all just kind of like hanging out talking. And then we we go to meet her and she just immediately hugs you. She she held my hand the entire time I talked to her, hugged me multiple times throughout the conversation. My mom luckily did a lot of the talking because I just 
I think I was starstruck and sick and just mm-hmm. no idea like how to even I don't even know if anything you know like logical came out of my mouth but <laughs> um you know I told her I said like I think the one thing I remember saying I was like well I defend you more than I defend myself like to people like I'm always like come to your defense with things and she's like oh thank you like that means a lot and then my mom was talking about like my job and how I play guitar and how I bake and how much you know I'm such a huge fan of hers and I'm sure she hears that from every single other girl that (laughs) came up to her that night but um yeah I don't know she just and she was talking about her height with my mom's height Mm -hmm. and then (laughs) I think at one point my mom was like how do you deal with like all the people that are like mean to you like how do you deal with all the criticism like we just you know we admire how well you handle it and she kind of was like you know it's like these people and she kind of like gestured to us she's like it's you guys it's like my fans that keep me grounded and my family and my friends and like those people that matter are what like kind of get me through like the hard times and that kind of stuff and then I don't even know what else we talked about it was just that was kind of it but I just remember like just repeatedly thanking her and she's like thanks for coming and then like hugging me and then she's like what do you want your pose to be which it's funny because now that's become such a big thing with like rep room and all the you know tour photos they're like what do you want your pose to be and I've I've honestly never thought about that because probably because I never thought I would ever meet her mm-hmm. let alone pick a pose like that's never crossed my mind so I'm standing there and I'm looking at all the Grammys that are in the room and I'm like can I hold a Grammy with you and she's like yeah so she goes on the shelf and places the 1989 album of the year Grammy in my palms and I'm staring at it like oh my god what am I holding and she positions us on the couch like back to back and I remember before the camera clicked, she was like, are we smiling or, or are we being um, uh, mischievous? And I was like, Let, <laughs> let's be mischievous. And she was oh like, God. okay, I agree. And then like, that was kind of. I feel like I would have fainted. <laughs> <laughs> so I pretty much did that. Like she like literally positioned me against her back. She's like, no, no, sit like this. And I'll cross our legs this way. Like she pretty much made that picture. Um and then her and my mom got a picture, and then the three of us got a picture together, and then... What did they take the pictures on? Um, Like, a professional camera. Like, her her manager right. took it. Um, which I'm actually so happy, because then And then I they looked, just, like, like, send them to you? They send it to our email, like, in right. a Dropbox. And I remember, to this day, one of the girls, like, saved all the pictures on the Dropbox, because, like, eventually the link, I think, goes away. So right. we, we have all the pictures saved, but... Mm-hmm. um. Yeah, because then I look at, like, the Lover Secret Session pictures, and they were all Polaroids. Polaroids? They're not Polaroids. No, 1989 were Polaroids. The Lover ones had, like, a weird filter on them. Hmm. So I feel like ours were just, like, clear, regular, like... Yeah, they look great. I was going to say, specifically the one where you two are (laughs) back-to-back, it looks the most fake. (laughs) Yeah, people (laughs) ask me about Photoshop's. Oh, yeah. God, it's so funny. <laughs> it really, I mean, it is. And I think at this point, I mean, now almost five years later, it's like, okay, now I know it's like, now I acknowledge it's something that's happened. Like, But <laughs> I still sometimes look at it and it is like, you know, I, I don't know. I, and I think it's like, I'm like, oh, if I could go back in time, I would have like talked more. I would have like done more. I would have not been sick probably. But, you know, <laughs> you don't, you don't remember that stuff. Like you remember just like how cool of an experience it was and um, oh, and I, re- I remember her. I remember telling her my Tumblr username, which I will not say on this podcast. And her, it was embarrassing. And I remember her 
totally not being phased by it. And she was like, okay, I'll find you online because she didn't follow me. That's the other thing too. She didn't even follow me. So I have no idea how they found me. And then later that night on Tumblr, I posted something. I posted a picture of myself like after I met her, like my, my biggest dream came true. And I scrolled all the way back and she was the first person that liked it. And I do not know. I do not know how she knew that unless she remembered what I had said or she had a list of people's, you know, usernames or something. Mm-hmm. But she did not follow me and she was the first person that liked my picture. And then I mm-hmm. think at that point, like, oh, to this day, I think maybe over 4,000 people, like, had retweeted wow. liked it. And then I ended up getting, like, thousands of followers after the secret session because, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. So, but again... I think the biggest takeaway besides like it being a really cool thing that happened is like that I don't know like really did change my perspective on life which sounds so (laughs) corny and not because I'm a big Taylor fan but because I feel like I just never thought something so like like the odds of something so rare ever happening would happen to me that it made me believe that like anything could actually happen like the, the kind of stuff that you think like oh, that's never going to happen to me. Like, I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, <laughs> there's, like, why me? Like, I still think to myself, I'm like, why me out of every single person that's a huge Taylor fan? Like, it could have been. Like, I mm-hmm. it's, I feel I feel very lucky. And I think other people are kind of like, as much as I like to, like, brag about it or whatever, there's some people I think are just like, oh, like, I met Taylor. But to me, I'm like, no, it really, like, means something to me. Like, it, it's like, I'm just so grateful and thankful for the opportunity. So um that's my story that was way longer than I thought it was gonna be but um I'm trying to think like if I knew what they were before you went I don't think that I did Mm -hmm. so (laughs) I mean you and I talk about this a lot like I had I had texted Melanie like some very Oh yeah, generic, normal, everyday text, and then she just responded with, "I just met Taylor Swift," and I was like, "Huh?" Yeah, you were like, "You were like, because I didn't know where you were. You hadn't told me anything, and I was like, are you are you in Philadelphia? Like, what what is happening? Right? (laughs) Like, like, where are you? uh, Yeah, and that was that was the hardest secret I ever had to keep because I remember feeling like I didn't want people to be upset with me that I like you know I had lied or I kept things from mm-hmm. people but um yeah no that was I remember like because once you get your phone back it was like it was like on TMZ I mean it was literally like <laughs> once people start tweeting it everyone's like oh Taylor had another secret session but that's it's like she keeps it so well hidden somehow I I, I don't know yeah. um yeah it was I mean that was crazy so like I think a lot of people who aren't really fans of hers don't know that that's a thing no yeah fans definitely i mean obviously at this point no but yeah i yeah the the average person doesn't mm-hmm. i mean the thing is like <laughs> this could be a two-part podcast but i was gonna say i'm like you know i think uh, meeting her is like you always hope the person that you meet like lives up to your expectation of like mm-hmm. what you think and like i can honestly say that like she is just as nice in person and like we were supposed to leave that night i think like everybody at like I think it started at like 3 30 technically when we got there and we were supposed to be gone by like 9 or 9 30 like on our on our emails and i think i mean we left around oh god what's my math i gotta 
maybe I left around 10 30 so it'd be probably like seven hours but the last group of people because we left in groups didn't leave till like midnight because I oh talked my God. to girls so she pretty much made sure that every single person got the chance mm-hmm. like the time and did not feel rushed and the fact that it was like pretty much nine and a half hours of people in her house like I mean I don't know any other celebrity that would that would do that and be so yeah. open just like I mean the thing is there were keys to her back door like in the keyhole like it was just like it was just so trusting to me to just mm-hmm. have strangers in a celebrity's home like I don't know I don't know any other celebrity that would do that um so yeah that's why <laughs> yeah. she's my favorite um I know you said she kept the cats upstairs because of like allergies but I would have I would have mm-hmm. loved oh god they're so cute <laughs> I know she and it was funny too because I still think about like my tumblr bio said something about being allergic to cats in it <laughs> and then when she like when she first started talking people asked about the cats she was like well I know some people here are allergic and I was like how did it's she me. know <laughs> it's me did she were did she know it was me that has the Aww. cat allergy um yeah no but i i would have i would have put up with the allergy to <laughs> meet, like meredith and olivia mm-hmm. at the time uh yeah benji wasn't around then right. so. um yeah but no it was it was it was fun but yeah i don't know so i mean as far as other taylor stuff goes i think i think taylor's a very polarizing person like i feel like i don't know i feel like you love her or you hate her like i don't think I don't know. What do you think? Like, do you think you can just like her and not I, love her? I feel like you can't. I think, I think there are people like that. <laughs> I mean, there's gotta be. <laughs> like, I feel like that's sort of how I was when I was younger. Um, that's true. But but I do agree that there's a lot of, obviously, there's a lot of people that love her. And there are a lot of people that like really don't care her. for her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's... I know. And I feel like, see, that's something too that I think bothers me throughout the years is that I feel like, I feel like she has become such like a, I don't know how to explain. I don't know what the word is. Like, I guess kind of bandwagoning. Like, I feel like people were so in love with her during 1989. It was like, she was at such like a height of her career was, you know, album of the year, like just this like pop sensation. And then Obviously, everyone knows what happened. We we do not have to rehash Kim and Kanye. Um, and then I think she got to a point in her career where it was like, I don't need to make music for everyone. I can make music for me. And, like, that can just be enough. You know what I mean? Like, and I think mm-hmm. Reputation had to, she had to get that out of her system. Even though, you know, I know <laughs> it's not everyone's cup of tea. I love it. You love it. But I think at that point after that, it was sort of like, especially after she was out of the contract of her albums it was like she really was Mm -hmm. just making making music for herself but then you know I don't know then like everyone loved folklore again like lover didn't get as much like attention we could you know I don't know we could go into that too because to me lover felt very I don't know not very sonically cohesive (laughs) to to term from Taylor um I mean I loved it like I mean, I love all of her stuff, but it's just, like, I'm more often in the mood to listen to something, like, dancey. Yeah. Than. Huh. That's interesting. So, I, 
I like that album. <laughs> That's interesting because I feel like I'm a little bit of the opposite. I think it maybe it depends on my mood. I feel like I like to cry to Taylor music. <laughs> <laughs> um, I yeah, and I don't know. I mean, the folklore and Evermore, you know, then I don't know. They got so much more attention, and now I feel like people are supportive of the whole like re-recording thing. And recently, I think I sent you something about Halsey and how Halsey had, like, gone on TikTok to say that, like, she can't release the music she wants to release because, I guess, these, like, um, what's the word? I don't even know. Like, their management or these these contracts, the people, Mm -hmm. they they don't let the artists, like, release the songs they want to release because they don't own the music. And, like, now I feel like Taylor's kind of spearheaded this whole movement, um, which, if you recall, her her um letter to apple music with all like the royalties and stuff of like how you know streaming services weren't compensating artists and so i feel like she just has become such a like i don't know like pioneer of like this Mm -hmm. this movement but i feel like people i think a lot of people think that the re-recordings are just for money or like that she's doing it because i don't know she's like vindictive which maybe she is but I, I don't know. I feel like if she wants to re-record her music, she could own all her songs. Let her do it, you yeah. know? It's not hurting anybody. <laughs> um, do you feel like it's become, like when you were saying that 1989 was kind of like the the height of her popularity, like, don't you feel like there's kind of a weird, like, if you tell people that you're a fan, it's, it's like, it, I don't know. I feel like it's become unpopular somehow. Yeah. I Even feel... though so many people love her. But it's almost like... Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. No, I do. I th- I think it's... It's almost like... Okay, you know what I think it is? It's sometimes if you say... like, Forget like anything with me with Secret Sessions. Like, if someone who just meets me does not know I'm a huge fan and I just say like, Oh, I like Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. I just like her music. I feel like I'm almost, like, hesitant to say it because you almost are afraid of somebody being, like, ew, I hate her. Or, like, there's always some type of, like, very, like, intense response, I Mm -hmm. feel like. It's annoying. (laughs) Yeah, like, that's what I mean by polarizing. I mean, sure, you're a casual listener, but I feel like you're either going to meet someone that's like, oh, my God, I love her, too, or, Mm -hmm. like, ugh, like, ew. Yeah. And that's why you're almost, like, hesitant to even say that, which Mm -hmm. is dumb, which is stupid, (laughs) because... I don't feel that way about, like, I don't think people feel that way about any other artist, but, right. I mean. I'm trying to think of any others where it's, like. I don't know. Like, it's just bizarre. It's bizarre. But, I, I don't know. I think that, I just think that she's so talented. I think that the criticism she gets as far as, like, being, like, I've heard people say things like, oh, she's a great songwriter, but I just don't think she's a good singer. I've heard people say that before, and I'm, like. <sighs> you 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 clearly haven't heard her. I mean, her voice obviously has gotten better as she's gotten mm-hmm. older. But like, you know, bro, like, what are you listening to? Right. <laughs> you haven't heard her stuff recently. And... I just feel like the people that think certain, like, if people think that she's like fake, or I, I don't, I'm like, you don't, you don't listen to her music, and you don't like absorb any of her content so like what are you talking about yeah how would you know (laughs) um 
yeah no that's the thing is that's what i say to people i'm like she is a real deal there's nothing fake about her she's one of the most like philanthropic celebrities she's given money to like i don't even know how many you know organizations and fans and stuff she's just so generous she she's not once in her life ever charged for a meet and greet ever in her whole career she's never charged for someone to meet her and most celebrities now have some type of like meet and greet package Mm -hmm. um and people that say like oh like she's doing this for money i'm like she does not need money (laughs) she doesn't need attention people go oh she's just attention seeking she plays the victim it's like do you think she needs more publicity she's got enough Mm -hmm. of it she has a lot of, of watch her documentary <laughs> right like she's not giving people money because she needs the attention or the see like she doesn't need that mm-hmm. it's just it just all those arguments to me are baseless and like trust me everyone has different musical tastes mm-hmm, if you sure. like her music that doesn't bother me that's but that's never is. what people say it's exactly always- right because it's understandable if you're like, I'm not super into her music. And I'd be like, okay, respect, respect. But if you're like, I hate her as a human being, I'm like, I don't understand. Like, mm-hmm. where is this coming from? <laughs> uh, where is your deep-seated hatred or, coming Or, you know, people think she's too extra. Which, if you think that the all-too-well short film was <laughs> too extra, then, you know, don't watch it. You can suck a dick <laughs> um, to all you listening out there. Um, no, it's, yeah, I don't know. And then, you know, not to get into the whole like feminism stuff, but it's just, I don't know. I do feel like the whole, like the joke that people still tell to this day, like red era Taylor, where it's like, oh, like maybe she's the problem because all these guys, she all the boyfriends, all of her boyfriends. And I'm like, I just you just don't hear that criticism of male artists you don't hear it from really honestly any other artist but it's mm-hmm. like I don't know like how there many are other people... singers or celebrities that have had just as many partners as she has so like yeah. what's the problem <laughs> I mean she just she just was so I guess more open with like lyrically about who she was writing right with, that it just became more like publicized but I mean I don't know like think about like Ed Sheeran or think about like any other I I don't know male artist that writes about love songs and that's the thing they'll be like oh all she writes about are like breakups and I'm like hello like soon you'll get better yeah (laughs) come back and talk to me (laughs) well because I guess they're just listening to the stuff that's on the radio right but and that's another thing I have some people you know I guess write about is like that a lot of her singles aren't her best songs, which I totally I think that's agree true. with. Yeah. I totally agree with that. And I, I think it's like intentional in a weird way. I feel like she releases singles that maybe will like be radio hits that people mm-hmm. will kind of mindlessly sing to, but it's not like for the fans. Like those singles right. are not for fans. Like, the but people I like that because it's like, yeah, yeah. they're bops. Exactly. Casual fans like them, but they're not like lyrically the best. Right. That's right. For us. Exactly. <laughs> it's for us. Like she saves it for us on the albums to like dissect things like mm-hmm. in detail. Like that's for us to do. Yeah. And I do. I think that's I think that's cool. Um and I think obviously like regardless of style, like whether she's done alternative or country or pop, like the thing with Taylor is like it's always about the lyrics. Like I don't really care like what style she'll 
actual give me an album in like Mm -hmm. I just care about like the lyrics and like connecting to it and I just don't think she she'll ever disappoint me um yeah because she's just so consistent with that of like writing good songs Mm -hmm. it's I mean it it continues to get better it really does and, and I, and I was gonna I was gonna leave the podcast by asking you like what your favorite album is but I feel like that's a hard question <sighs> tell me yeah <laughs> tell me. rank all your albums right oh, now god <laughs> I don't know that I have one I know it's hard it's so hard but... I'm thinking mm-hmm I mean, because mine, mine has changed. Mine yeah, has... for sure. Like, um, I was gonna say earlier, like, do people still use Tumblr? But I was gonna say <laughs> when I, when I first would do the, you know, those Tumblr, um, things. Oh, the the song sorters. Yeah, yeah, where you would, you know, so like the first few times that I would listen to an album, and then I would do that, and then looking back at it, like yes a year later or whatever i'm like well that's not the same anymore i know it changes a lot yeah Um, that is true i remember thinking when i first heard evermore i did not love the album i thought oh i don't know and now it's like probably one of my favorite albums like ever mm -hmm. it really grew on me (laughs) (sighs) i stumped you i don't know Maybe maybe I'll I'll just say in no particular order. Maybe like the top three. Yeah, top three. Give me top three because I can give you my top three easily. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say lover. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, folklore. Oh. oh my god, we have different ones. And <laughs> rap. Okay, interesting, huh? That's interesting. Uh, mine would be Rap, Speak Now, and Evermore. My children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's hard. I was going to say also, I'm like, what's your favorite like song? But I won't, I won't do it. I it's Cruel Summer. I don't have to think about it. Really? Yeah. It's just, oh God, it's, I just love it. <laughs> <gasps> Did I know that? I don't think I knew this about you. That's I think favorite. I I think I posted it when we did that super annoying uh thirty day Taylor Swift song oh, challenge on, on Instagram. Instagram. Oh my god! I see. I can't. I mean, Treacherous, you know, is mm-hmm. definitely one of my faves. I've always loved Sparks Fly. I've always said that was like one of my favorites, mm-hmm. like song wise and also like lyrically. But that's the hard thing is like. And then I think Lover is, like, one of the most beautiful songs she's mm-hmm. ever written. Like, yeah. it makes me, like, feel emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, oh God, it's hard because it's, like, my my top, like, favorite songs aren't necessarily, like, the most beautiful. They're just, like, Jeez, what I'm like just, them. like, dancing and screaming in the car to. <laughs> like, so it's, like, Cruel Summer, like, Ready For It. They're not, like, beautiful songs. They're just, like, just fun. <laughs> yeah. I also need to say that I think Cardigan is one of the most beautiful songs. <sighs> I, like, lyrically, the bridge, mm-hmm. it, it just, no matter how many times I listen to it, it makes me feel like someone, like her words are like cutting through. Like, yeah. I don't know. I think it's the a music little- video. 
I stayed up till midnight like I normally stay up <laughs> till midnight for Taylor releases every midnight if I can. And I remember watching that and watching her cling in the water to the piano and this like metaphor for her like in a sea like lost but she was clinging to the music and I was just sobbing in mm. bed watching it and I thought it was the most beautiful like I've never had a reaction to like a music video like that and I just still to this day think cardigan is just the most like yeah. beautiful song i mean hey i cried at the lover lyric video <laughs> like, <laughs> you're like no judgment here. but just like the first <laughs> time hearing that song it's just like whoa yeah and that's yeah that's the thing exactly what you said i just think she gets better and better and her mm-hmm. lyrics and her voice and oh my god some of the lyrics and ever on evermore it's just like what <laughs> it's I mean, people make those TikToks like, oh, another artist, like, I'm sad that we broke up or whatever. And then it's like, (laughs) yeah, what's I knew you'd linger like a tattoo kiss. Yes. (laughs) What was the one lyric where, oh, it's like in champagne. No, it's like, um, something with your flannel cure. Oh my God. I can't Um, think of it. It's like throwing you off like, (laughs) uh, Chevy truck. Oh yeah. It's champagne problems, right? Yeah. Why am I like your your Midas touch on the Chevy door November flush and your flannel cure, which basically is like it's cold and he gave me his jacket, (laughs) but like literally that's how it just kills me. But yeah, no, I think she deserves like every like recognition she's gotten, and I do think one day we will look back and be like she was one of the greatest songwriters Mm -hmm. of our generation. Definitely, I just I stand by it and i love her and yeah that's i mean we could go on and on about this <laughs> i was like this could be a three-part series mm-hmm. <laughs> heck this could be a five-part series no. but all all i have to say is that if you are on the fence about you know your feelings about her and you've only ever really kind of listened to what's on the radio etc um i would just recommend you know trying to listen to some things that are not uh on the radio or popular or as well known and yeah see what you think and you know you can you can pick your genre because she's got she all does of them. <laughs> she does it all I'm, I'm still waiting for a rock album like mm. i'm ready i'm ready for it <laughs> um an indie punk pop oh man taylor album um yeah, no, do do what ta- uh, do what Taylor did. <laughs> so do what Taylor. Do what Hannah did, which is deep dive the album. Mm-hmm. Really deep dive it in there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and thank you for allowing me to share my story. I'm sorry I can do <laughs> most of this podcast with my story, but now you can now you can look back on that and you can just say re- listen to this, you know? <laughs> um but yeah, no, I just feel like that's it, the story is more so for people to know that like she is a very nice person and I think she's the best. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, and, you know, she's got great music videos. If anyone is interested in checking those out, her is her reputation tour still on Netflix. I think so, yeah. yeah. So that's a great show. And then uh oh, her Americana. Yeah, her documentary Miss Americana is on Netflix, uh, for anyone that wants a closer look at the real woman. 
people i feel like people are gonna listen to this podcast and be like are they in a cold <laughs> <laughs> that's what it sounded like when you were talking about the white vans and giving up your belongings i know my mom like um, still talks about that and she's like i don't know what i was thinking <laughs> so crazy <laughs> um but also just like if anyone wants a laugh whether or not you like her um if you just watch the like jimmy kimmel clip of her after after her eye surgery (laughs) where she's eating a banana it's the best that's the other thing too i will say in person is she was so funny in person and i don't even think i really like knew her actual like sense of humor i mean i knew she was funny but i was like this girl funny like she got (laughs) jokes like she's funny like she makes fun of herself you know self-deprecating humor is always it's always the best mm-hmm. for all of us, but I feel like every once in a while I still say like my mind is alive. <laughs> uh her interviews are the best. They made me laugh. Um oh, and then we didn't even get in this podcast about Easter eggs, but Lord help us. All. I can't. It's too much. <laughs> it's just too much. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, and I think I said on a different podcast that like I don't I don't look for them. No. I let other people do the work. <laughs> Yeah, now that I have a full-time job, um, I can't. It's too much. <laughs> and that's the thing is, when I tell people, too, I'm like, you think I'm crazy? Like, there are crazier Taylor I, I feel like I me. do tell people that. I'm like, Melanie is not the end of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, like, like, believe it or not, it gets worse. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> there are worse people out there. No. Yeah. Um, no, there's people that have more time on their hands than I do. And I, I, <laughs> I, I work a full-time job. I can't. Um but yeah, no, I, I'm looking forward to, to new Taylor music, hopefully, whether it's a new album or re-recordings. I, I give her the space to create, but I will be happy when she chooses to release whatever she wants to release, whenever she wants to release it. So mm-hmm. I'm so excited for the Vault songs. Oh, my God. Okay. The Vault, like, rep songs, I'm, I don't mm. think I'm going to make it. I think I'm going to die. <laughs> like, I'm so curious much- because, like... I was thinking about this the other day, but like most of the fearless vault songs seemed to go together. Mm-hmm. But like half of the red vault songs seemed like they should have been on 1989. Yeah, I feel that. Um, what is it like? Message in a Bottle feels very um, mm-hmm. 1989 e. Um. Yeah. What's the other one called? The very first night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a bop. Oh, mm-hmm. I love that one. And um, nothing new is like. I don't know. That's very. I mean, I guess. I I feel like I could see it. It makes sense on red. On red, yeah. No, but I know what you mean. But that's the thing too is I think that her albums are always there's always like a transition period where she's already kind of thinking about the next thing, which I think is what makes her so talented is like, she's always thinking like five steps ahead about like what she's going to do next and when Mm -hmm. she has to change genres and when it's, and like, she's always talked about like, she doesn't want people to get bored of her. And if you really want a long lasting career, like you have to learn how to reinvent yourself over and over and over and keep yourself like fresh and interesting. And, but somehow she does that and still stays the same like she changes but somehow at the root of it she still has amazing lyrics and yeah I don't know that kind of boggles my mind is like how many times has she done like 
different eras, different, you know, tours, and she's still the same Taylor. And I'm like, yeah, just crazy. Um, she's good. She's a businesswoman. And ever anyone that says that she's like manipulative or like calculated, I'm like, yeah, she is. And in a good way. <laughs> Those aren't bad things. She knows what she's doing. She's a businesswoman. She's smart. She's made millions of dollars. She works her ass off. And being manipulative, if that's what that means, then good for her. That's what I say. We should all be a little <laughs> bit more manipulative, you know? Yeah. Stick it to the man. Um, but but um, I-, I was just going to say, speaking of red vault songs, like, I, I can't listen to Forever Winter if we want to dive into all of her super sad songs that... I- certain people just can't even listen to because they're so heartbreaking (laughs) you can't listen to the best day right can't which is so weird because i feel like nobody else has that song as one that they can't listen to but i cannot listen to the best day i cry every single time (laughs) i cry at marjorie like i i feel like i can't get through it without crying yeah it, like, makes me very sad. I, every time the beginning of Forever Winter comes on, I'm just like, nope. Um, I know that our friend Amber can't listen to Ronan. <laughs> no. Uh, a lot of people can't uh-huh. listen to Soon You'll Get Better. Yeah, I can't. Uh, that kind of It's a skip for me, not because it's a bad song, but because, like, it, it makes it's me too sad. much. <laughs> it's, like, too much, and I can't. And I can't go from, like, that to, like, a sex song, like, right. False God. It's, it's like, it's kind of knee, it's, like, kind of a knee-jerk reaction, yeah. or what's the word? I don't know what I'm looking, trying to say. But... <laughs> like, um, I remember sitting on laugh. the couch with my mom, uh, watching on, what, what was that? When she performed Soon You'll Get Better. Oh, What? <laughs> When like, was- during the pandemic, like, everyone was at oh, home. Oh, oh, there was some home um, quarantine. Was it, like, an award show, though? I feel like it was some special for COVID or something. Oh, yeah. I have no idea. But I just remember sitting on the couch with my mom, and I feel like she thinks I'm cr- crazy. Everyone knows that you've made me this way. I've created a monster. I'm like Frank. But I'm just like, you know, I'm getting emotional. And I'm like, I'm sitting next to my mom. And I'm like, oh, she said she would never perform this. <laughs> oh, my God. I love you. I know. And it's 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 been fun because honestly, like, I don't know. It's It's been fun to like, not to be corny, but to be on this journey with my best friend. Because I feel like it's like, yes. I feel like you like you liked her stuff but now I feel like we like share it and I Mm -hmm. feel like I can talk to you about stuff and like you kind of get it now and like you don't think I'm quite so crazy (laughs) (laughs) I'm crazy but for other reasons no (laughs) um yeah but I don't know it's fun it's fun and also Mm -hmm. this Friday we're having a Taylor Swift (laughs) dance party with like my friends and stuff so it'll I'm excited we're just gonna we're gonna listen to Taylor we're gonna drink we're gonna kick it it's gonna be great I'm excited. I'm so pumped. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like maybe we should end it here. Because <laughs> we um, could go on. Well, I just want to say that, you know, like, if people don't know, like, that's a thing that venues, like, do. Like, oh, we've yeah. been to two. Um, <laughs> we won't discuss the one. <laughs> well, one was in 2019. And- no. Were they both in 2019? I truly have no idea. It's a it's a blur for me. <laughs> Maybe one was in eighteen and one was in nineteen, but we've been to two separate uh, venues in Philadelphia where that had like Taylor nights, where they did play a couple other artists. Like I remember dancing to Dua at some point. 
Yeah. Um, but it's mostly Taylor stuff. And, you know, there's always a turnout. So there is. And it's like, it's like an undercover, like, society. <laughs> <laughs> like, I told you, like, someone recently, like, that I went to, I had an appointment, like, told me that she was a Swifty. And I was like, they're lurking everywhere in the shadows. <laughs> Wait, remember that? Um, like, older woman that we just saw at <gasps> Trivia Night wearing a rep sweatshirt. She was wearing a rep sweatshirt. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I'm telling you, there's been times where I've been walking around like the city, and there's like a girl in like in a Taylor merch shirt, and I'm like, mm-hmm. "There's one of us." Yeah, I remember I saw a girl in the grocery store like a year or two ago, <laughs> and I wanted to say something, but I didn't. I've always said we need like a Swifty signal, so like, <laughs> like you just kind of like know. Uh, like, that's the thing too, like what we just talked about before of like being like unsure of what to say because I feel like yeah. It's like when you see another Swifty, you're like, somebody else likes the biggest pop star ever. Like, obviously. <laughs> what? Out there, but, but for some reason, it's, like, so shocking when I see them out in the wild. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's weird. It's like, I feel like, I don't know. There's some weird, <laughs> like, embarrassment about it. And I don't know where it comes from. I don't. Because I maybe it's because growing up, you feel like, I feel like people still think that if you're a Taylor Swift fan... You're, like, a teenage girl. And, like, even at the secret session, like, how old was I? Like, what was that? Five? Oh, God, I can't do the math. Like, 24, I guess I was, right? That sounds right. Like, everyone that was there was, like, in their mid to late 20s. Like, there were Mm -hmm. people, like, married. Like, I'm like, her fan base is not teenage girls anymore. Like, we've grown up. Right. But for some reason, I think people still think, like, oh, only teenagers like Taylor Swift. And, like, I'm, like, Mm -hmm. you know, almost 29. Like, yeah. You know, I don't know, but that's why I think it's somewhat like of an embarrassment thing. Like you feel like it's childish, but I'm like, right. it's not childish. I think you're right. Like she's cool. <laughs> Let me live my life, please. <laughs> I feel like that's the same thing as when people are like, <sighs> not quite, because I, I just feel like so many people like Harry Potter. <laughs> but it's, I feel like people that don't <laughs> like it are like, oh, what? it's like a kid's book or whatever. And it's like, no, it's not. <laughs> I don't think that so much as I just don't get. Well, like, not you, but <laughs> not me. But yeah, no, I know what you mean because it's like, and that's the thing is also like, so what if it is though? Like, so what if like you're holding on to like a piece of your childhood? Like, why is that shame? Like, why is that mm-hmm. shameful? I don't know. Like today, I I there was somebody at work who was watching on the TV. Like they were watching um, Curious George, and we started talking about like Clifford and Arthur. And she was like, yeah, I still watch that. And I'm like, that's cool. And, like, I didn't think anything of it. But I was like, why is that weird? Like, why is it weird if, like, you just want to, like, have something to reminisce about your childhood? Mm -hmm. People are so mean. People are mean. I'm like, (laughs) if that's what makes someone happy, like, Mm -hmm. let's just let people do what makes them happy. And listen to the music I'm happy. Um, You know, in one of our other episodes, I admitted that, like, when Disney Plus came out, I rewatched Recess. (laughs) Like... Oh my god, I was watching it the other night because you said something and I did. I put it on the other night. I thought of you. Some yeah. things are just comforting. Exactly. That and that and that's the biggest thing for Taylor's music I explain to people is mm-hmm. it brings me such a sense of comfort of like there have been there have been times like in my life where I have really struggled or had really hard things like going through and like it's just been it makes me feel like I'm I'm listening to a friend. It like is a comforting thing and 
I don't know, like whenever I've been in like any kind of like medical procedure or something, like I just like put her music on and it, it just it's, it makes my anxiety go away. It really does. Like mm-hmm. it's just comforting. And I think that's the thing is it's like you don't have to understand it. You don't have to like her, but I think you have to like respect the fact that some people like have it brings so much joy to other people and mm-hmm. you know, just let them be happy. So. Yeah. Um, even before I was like a super fan, I tweeted years ago. I don't know what I was going through at the time, but I was like, my emotions right now are like every Taylor Swift song ever. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> And there's a Taylor Swift song for everything. There really is. Yeah. There really is. Um, yeah. I don't know. I can't wait to see what else she, like, creates. I feel like there's, like, the best is yet to come, which is so exciting. Because I feel like somehow she just continues to top herself. Yeah. I, I can't imagine that kind of pressure of feeling like you have to always mm-hmm. do more than what you already did. But, I mean, she does. That's the crazy thing. She does. Yeah. So- I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited to see where it goes, but we're just along for the ride. <laughs> the Swifty roller coaster. The Easter egg hunt. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but all right. I, I feel like we'll we'll end here if there's nothing else you have anything <laughs> you want to add. I think I think we uh we said just about it all. <laughs> <laughs> we said what needed yeah, we said a lot. Yeah. We said a lot. Um, but yeah, hopefully you learned something new about yeah. Taylor Swift today. And if you still don't like her after this podcast, or if you've even made it to the end of this <laughs> podcast, um, then I just wish you well in life. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you find joy somewhere if mm-hmm. it's not through Taylor. Um, yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back next week with a non-Taylor related podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I think next week we're going to have another guest. Oh, we are. Oh, my God. Exciting. Exciting. <laughs> yeah, we won't. We'll we'll keep it a surprise, but we will have a guest next week. Um, but yeah, thanks. Thanks for listening. And we mm-hmm. will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.